0: All right. Welcome to podcast number eight, August edition, where everything is made of fire outside, unless you're in, like,
1: Canada or something. How are you doing, Gruen? Good. I just now realized that podcast number eight and August is the eighth month. Are we doing that on purpose? Yeah.
0: We made it nice and easy on ourselves. We reset in January (laughs) because we are lazy, lazy counters.
1: Yeah, I'm so bad at it. It took me eight months to figure that out. <laughs> you know? At least so you what do we there. have going on
0: today? We have VR animation. That's our theme today. We're going to have a guest from Tavori, which is an animation software. We are currently animated. This isn't actually what we look like. So, I mean, that might be how you look. I don't know. It's yeah, this but... is.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have Inga, who is uh, the founder and CEO of Tavori, which is based out of Russia. But um, yeah, it's it's a for me. It's so nice to be able to use it because it's it it is based on Unity, but they make Unity. It's basically Unity for dummies, which is me. <laughs>
0: yeah, and a nice little tool for people like. Gruen. I'm not as much about that particular setup, but I've used it before, and it's not bad. So, yeah. So, she's going to be on shortly, so I'll look forward to it. But let's do a quick recap of how things are in the real world. How's
1: that all going? Ronatastic? I have no idea. I haven't been out there. How is it? <laughs> I've, I've just been hiding in here on this on this meteor.
0: Looking in space. That's probably a good call. It is nice and cozy. This is a nice chill spot. Yeah, fair enough. So I guess yeah, we no. should just dive right into it. What,
1: I what think so. Because I don't, I don't really have anything new. It's uh, the yeah. world is is out there happening, and and this is a distraction. So let's let's yeah, let's just. Distract. <laughs>
0: that darn world happening and such all right mm-hmm. starting with the previous month's distractions aka our posts oh and hello newcomers by the way we are Meter station we make fun and free and varied virtual reality content so thanks for dropping by on podcast number eight Come but on. for this most recent month's post we had kicked it off last month with the podcast from uh Phaserlock, or that was our guess, at least. It was the VR Gaming Podcast, which was a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. You, yeah I guess a lot of fun is a good recap for a gaming podcast. But yeah. they make the game Final Assault, and we had a gameplay video that people seemed to really like, which was pretty refreshing. Uh, so yeah, they make final assault and relevantly this week's giveaway, we don't always, or this month's giveaway, I guess we don't always give away stuff, but this month we are, and it is final assault keys. So if you want a key, just leave a comment saying, please, please give me a key to final assault. I would like a key or any variant of that. And if you're on a platform watching this where you can't leave a comment, just drop by our Twitter and say, Hey, give me one of those keys. I want it real bad. So,
1: yeah. And then how do we decide.
0: We have the power. So, I, I, for one, would lean toward whoever leaves the funniest, give me a key type comment. How about you? I like you? that. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Funny always is good. So, perfect.
0: Yep. And, After that, we had Darth Vader meets his rival. Do you have any behind-the-scenes for that bad boy?
1: (laughs) That bad boy. Um, (laughs) You know, it was... uh, No, I mean, the the hardest thing is is the voice. And I ended up having to use subtitles because it's not that easy to understand. So... You know, hats off to George Lucas for not having to have subtitles in Star Wars.
0: I'm going to have to hard agree. that That's a really good point because, yeah, the subtitles made it night and day better for me in particular. I was, was struggling and you came up with some funny stuff. Hats off to Gruen here for that one. I thought it was pretty amusing. Take your hand Uh, That would make me actually take my head off, and that would horrify the audience. I don't know that I can do that in good conscience. That's not cool. But yeah, but if if me taking my head off puts you at the opposite of ease, you can check out the next post, which was meditation with Niagara Falls in the background. So you may have caught the Niagara Falls post before last, or. Man, losing track of time. We've been at this for a while, but it was a New Year's post with Niagara Falls fireworks previously. But we had some really good footage there that was just going unused, just sitting there looking at these pretty waterfalls with lights in the background. And it felt very calming and serene. And it was like, you know what? This belongs with some meditation. So anyone that likes the meditation, go check that out. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So those are our previous posts. So. Just briefly teasing upcoming things, you know, after our podcasts that you are currently watching because you're a hero of worlds. We've got The Whale of a Tale or Tale of a Whale, which will be a short, fun animation, budget Epicurean risotto. It tastes good and it will probably be tasty looking on camera as well. We have Borderlands 2 VR, which. I went through some nausea making that, but it was fun, so it'll have some entertaining elements. And then we have a short skit, kind of reminiscent of the style of uh, The Snake Pit. That was a semi-recent post, so there you go. Some things to look forward to. I look forward to those. Uh, I guess we should move it along you want to drop some news
1: on these guys um yeah yeah you know i just i just saw this morning that gravity sketch came out with a collaboration ability so that is something you and i have been looking for is is something that we can create in there together and i know a lot of these companies don't do that because it It does take up a lot of resources to have two people in there at the same time. So I don't know how they pulled that off, if they gave up anything to do that. But we'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely down. We can film it, too. And in case it's hilarious, that might be a post somewhere down the line.
1: Yeah. Um, I did see, I don't know if you saw the prototype VR glasses that Facebook posted they are like they look like sunglasses but with no lenses so it looks kind of funny but they are real prototype vr glasses very cool
0: so and i actually have not seen this yet i need to get my browsing back on so to confirm these are vr not ar they're not doing the sunglass ar thing it's like full on blocked off VR?
1: It is VR. Yeah. yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah, that's probably yeah. The, the sunglass style would probably resolve a lot of the complaints about you know, the heavy headsets and all that that
1: people I agree. aren't thrilled with. But we I we've know. talked about that before. I think that'll be big. The mm-hmm. the only other thing for, for me, like you know, what games are coming now? I've been trying to scout any good games coming out. And I know there's 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 a new Walking Dead that everybody's pretty pumped up about. So the Flight Simulator that's coming out by Microsoft, which is going to be fantastic, I was hoping would be supported on all the headsets. And eventually it probably will be, but they're going to start with just the HP Reverb G2, which is kind of a nice win for HP. Doesn't really surprise me because they've always had a tight business relationship, HP and Microsoft. And so the but that that headset by itself sounds kind of interesting, but the flight simulator makes me think about maybe getting that headset.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna double up, double headset, double the fun. It actually does look like a really cool headset. I I wish I could see more about it I haven't really found like a really good in-depth like someone just going to town from the outside taking a part and looking at you know like or not literally taking apart the also neat but like really getting in depth on it but just looking at the different info about it the specs are pretty solid looks like really nice resolution and one of the things that really jumped out at me is How it reads, at least, is no external cameras. It's got these four different cameras on the headset that they're going to use for tracking, which to me is really, really nice because I don't know about you, but there are times where I'm just not quite in view of the sensors and it makes my arm just go, wee, which,
1: you know, can make
0: you die (laughs) in games.
1: So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's that. And, Yet I did see somebody's comparison and it falls between the valve index and the, the rift and, but the specs are so good that everybody's like, why wouldn't you do this? And of course things are going to keep coming out, but, but right now it looks like a pr- pretty good deal. I, you know, I would be concerned just cause I've seen HP for years do these things where they jump in, make something like phones and then, they don't get a billion dollars in sales and they jump out. So I hope they don't do that. I hope, you know, they're committed to this.
0: Yeah, me too. And I mean, just from what I've seen so far, I'm pretty hopeful for it. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they have had made something previously as well that was like not well received. And now they're making this with all these, like, you know, everything about this looks pretty good so far to me at least. And so it seems like they're actually not immediately backing out, and they are taking in good feedback and figuring out, like, a pretty reasonable price point with some interesting tech and all that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Probably the original reverb we'll maybe was the first thing they they did. I don't know what else they did, but they didn't get a lot of press for that headset.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess I hadn't really heard as much as I feel like I should for the g2 uh but you know i hope it does get well received because more players in the game is better for the vr space as a whole so yeah.
1: and the other thing that they did they've redesigned the controllers they're they're like the first people to kind of rethink the controllers even though they're backward compatible and so so that's kind of a step forward a lot of people are saying but. But the big thing to me, great great info on the headset, but the flight simulator, uh, I, yeah. I really want to try that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I am curious to see, like, how far you can take it. Can you really just, like, could you set yourself up in some little ghetto rigs? Yeah, I'm sure that you could have, like, an actual, like, expensive cockpit kind of set up in your house, but, like... You know, could you set something up so that it actually feels like you're doing it without spending $2,000? That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. We have these fancy headsets where right? you could already grab and pull things, but, you know, if the chair can wiggle, it would feel like those old simulators in the arcades, you know? That'd be yeah. Not yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. In the new Star Wars that's coming out, you get to fly an X-Wing.
0: Flying X Wing, who's gonna do a normal flight when you can fly an X Wing? Because <laughs> this amateur hour,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, Iron Man, I guess, is out, but it's, it's only on PlayStation, so I don't have the PlayStation VR, so cannot speak to that and how good it is,
0: yeah. The game.
1: I guess I've been
0: seeing that I have some level of interest in. I actually just saw that they uh, dropped a demo, which I always really appreciate. It definitely encouraged me or encourages me to get your game if there's a demo where I can see if I like it. But it's called VR Giants. A dude's launching a Kickstarter to try to make it happen with a full team. He's seemingly solo-deving so far. So it's a game where one person is a giant and the other person is like tiny normal size i don't know compared to the giant he's tiny but then you're trying to Mm -hmm. solve puzzles together so looks pretty fun i'll be checking that out shortly and i might be jumping on his kickstarter so
1: yeah that's cool
0: another thing out there in the wild
1: yeah make a friend make a friend yeah, so I guess... We should, we should bring him on here and then have him come on here as a giant. You know, that, it would be like this.
0: That would actually be great. I wonder if we could do that. Maybe what we would need to do, so I don't know if you can scale up a character enough, so maybe the camera's here, he's, like, right in front of it, and we're just, like, in the background for the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're tiny, we promise. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, nah, sounds good but in terms of guests i guess we should get to it with inga from tivori huh let's go thanks for joining us uh it's inga right yes hello uh, so inga from Tavori. i guess if you just want to uh, kick us off with you know tell us a little bit about yourself Tavori, what you do within tivori and all that what tivori is yeah
2: yeah so thanks a lot again for the invitation Twori is a technology startup and we started uh, four years ago with actually the dream of uh, creating the platform to make creation for VR and they are accessible um, and uh, animation is definitely the heart of Tori because we we were also planning to disrupt the animation industry, this 3D animation, making it uh, really fun and uh, straightforward so that even uh, kids can animate a character. And in VR, it's doable, and with 4, it's doable. So we right now focused more on uh, building incredibly immersive content for VR or AR, uh, and not really disrupting the animation, flat screen, uh, traditional entertainment industry. Just because this uh, this uh, industry seems to be very conservative, and it will take more time to get there, um, but we have still very stick to our mission that um, this new computing platform need new creation software, uh, so that it's very naturally to create being fully immersed, um, just as if your users are going to experience. You your products in VR. Uh, you also have to be immersed and uh, do it from step one. So I'm Inga, the founder and CEO of Twory, And uh, I have two co-founders, uh, Victor and Dima. We have very diverse skills. So Victor is an uh, animator uh, by his uh, background and film production. Uh, Dima is a software developer building games uh, since the age of 14. I have two degrees in mm. computer science. Um, But with Twory, I'm doing more like uh, overall operations and business development and testing of products like all the variety of uh, tasks and talking and working with our users and customers, which really gives us lots of knowledge on how to improve Twory. Yeah. And thank you, by the way, because you're also pushing cars and sending some feedback and uh, Fox reports. It's super helpful.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah uh Grun over there in particular like we both use Tavori, but he in particular has really taken a shine to it it's his intuitive style of making things so thank you guys for making something that works for us too so it's got of great yeah uh,
1: it, it's very good for me just because i'm not uh i'm not a super technical person and it makes a lot more sense to me than the The other programs that uh, that he uses more than I do. But so, what did you do before Tavori? Where were you before that?
2: Uh, this is a great question, so um, my first education is engineer of telecommunications and the second degree is information technologist. So I started my career at the corporate technology department of Siemens, uh, which is more like R&D unit within Siemens, uh, doing research for internal and external customers. Uh, after several years, I joined EMC, which is now known as Dell Technologies because it was acquired by Dell. And it was a very similar role of um, trying to find like very innovative technology disruptions uh, within the mm-hmm. company or outside the company and introducing those to our uh, customers doing joint go-to-market with startups and with uh, research institutions, so and I spent their uh, Seven years overall with EMC Dell. Um and then uh, so it's it's like the mixture ground of technology and business and trying to find their way how to introduce amazing technologies uh and find the practical use case for it and uh yeah introduce users uh to to those. Yeah, I love the
1: okay.
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually grew, and he barks sometimes. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I also, also
1: have one
2: but he n- n- not here right now so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there must be a a mailman outside. <laughs> yeah, cool.
0: I, what inspired Tivori to begin with? What gave you guys the idea and gave you guys to make the thing?
2: Yeah, so um VR started quite some time ago and uh at those days uh, my co-founder Victor, he was uh uh, building for, for VR using traditional flat screen. Efficiency, so that was kind of the um, the idea behind Tori that uh, this new media needs a new way of doing stuff. So you really have to be fully immersed. So Dima, uh, he was uh, building different games and like trying to find himself in the domain early adopter of VR as well, and started to build for the very first uh, Oculus SDK. Uh, and myself, just the first time I tried VR, it was clear that this is the game changer, the technology, and it really gives us opportunity to, uh, to make things. Like democratized, right? And I, for example, have uh, two kids, uh, and I really want to push them from pure consumption, just like pure playing games, to more like creativity and art. And my 12-year-old, she loves using Twory to do her school projects, you know, and she does it with like mm. uh, stop-motion animation, I would say this way. She <laughs> just uh, do different scenes, is like a separated slide and put on the slide. Uh, but even the uh, five and a half year old, she is doing some, uh, uh, drawing with our mesh strokes, uh, in Tvori. So, um, yeah, it was actually the, the understanding that this industry should ch- change. I mean, uh, again, today we are focused really on, uh, building the platform for creation for this new media, VR and AR. But you know that during last uh, two years we were, really put lots of effort in uh, disrupting the animation industry traditional animation industry because even for the flat screen uh, output uh, using vr could give you up to 10 times or more speed up in your creation process right Mm -hmm. um but it was like a very expensive and challenging mission for us as a startup uh, and probably studios overall were not ready to uh, jump into building animatics and previews and ideation in VR for flat screen. And probably the value is not as significant uh, when you really build for VR or AR, because when you do build for immersive media, I mean, it becomes just invaluable to be uh, immersed, right? And and think spatially uh, for spatial products. So, and that's why we are. Uh,
0: focused on that now. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and it makes sense.
1: And and you 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 went to didn't you go to like DreamWorks or somewhere for like a month or two ago? Weren't you at DreamWorks or or? Oh yeah, so I think California? I had that post
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And actually, there were lots of visits to different animation studios during last two years. So, first of all, we had a very successful project with Cartoon Network Studios, uh, which is an animation, actually well-known to the animation studio, right? Uh, like more, like, uh, traditional animation stuff. So, but, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Harwell, who is the director of VR and digital development of Cartoon Network, he wanted to, Uh, to innovate and really um, disrupt the way Cartoon Network is uh, what type of content and for what media. So his dream was actually to create VR games and we collaborated with Cartoon Network and they released three VR games uh, on Steam. You can try them. They're free on Steam. Uh and those uh, games were animated and like prototyped in Tori. Uh they also had Unity in the pipeline and I think Google blogs for modeling. Um but Tori was uh, the ideation and animation software. So this is how we started with animation studios and then we definitely visited Disney and DreamWorks. And uh, we had uh, some uh, kind of collaboration with NBC Universal, uh, and we had an advocate there who tried to push the industry to the next level. Um, But again, I mean, there, there also were lots of meetings happening with the animation studios of the U.S. and in the U.K., um, but uh, the overall adoption was a little bit longer than uh, we can afford ourselves. And actually, the turning point for this focus on VR and AR creation uh, happened at CTNX. CTNX is a huge animation expert, uh, well-known, and Tori we had a boost uh, at CTN Animation Expert. And I think during those four days, we had hundreds of animators from Pixar, Disney, DreamWorks visiting our booth and we were pitching and demoing like crazy. It was like non-stop uh, (laughs) and people were like so excited. They were like, wow, this is a game changer. This is so cool. And I thought that like five days later, we become super famous and everyone will start using it for it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the problem was that all those people were sending emails how they were blown away But it ended up with the fact that they don't have headset. And headset is only one problem. They didn't Uh, have VR ready PC, right? Even at RAP. So even at Pixar and Disney, when they came to work, they don't have this VR ready PC. And they said, okay, so as soon as I can afford myself a headset and a PC, and we realized that it will happen. um, But we should focus on the audience, which does have their headsets and their uh we are ready pieces today mm-hmm. um just because we are a small team, and we really need to look for uh for mm-hmm. some uh active users and people who can use it for it today so mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 makes well, do you know of any any networks that are looking to start showing v r cartoons?
2: Um, I think most of the studios they do have like small innovation departments, and they do like experiments. And uh, like DreamWorks has a number of projects for augmented reality and uh, for advertisement. This is like super exciting, and uh, there was some experience and in, in at NBC Universal. So you know, I, I don't really know about any kind of solid initiative which can like. Mm-hmm. Leverage that, and that's why it was one of the reasons for this, uh, to some extent, pivot for us, but not really, because we plan to to be back when the industry is ready. Um, But I'm still very enthusiastic, because you know that um, we have 350 universities, which actually... uh, using Tori, and they asked for subscription, and uh, it's a big number, and most of them are like uh, art school, design school, animation, uh, 3D animation. Mm -hmm. So, and these students, uh, they learn these new spatial tools, and when they graduate and join Disney, Framestore, The Third Floor, Pixar, uh, Magnopus, whatever studio, they will say, you know, the keyboard and the mouse are not artistic tools, we want to do it differently. It will happen probably in three years from now, but uh, it definitely will happen.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That's great. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's pretty
0: crazy to me, actually, that Pixar and Disney don't have VR-ready PCs. Like It takes a lot of processing power, but I guess it takes less than I realized, or (laughs) VR takes more than I realized. Wild.
2: So I, I can't say about like the whole corporation, they definitely have very powerful PCs, but uh it's not like every animator has a headset on his desk. I think very few animators yeah, that, today yeah. have a headset on the desk. And to justify yeah. why you need to do it uh if when you produce for flat screen, justification for doing that in VR is probably not as strong when you are producing for VR or AR, right? So Because when you are doing uh, animation for flat screen, you can still use flat screen traditional tools. Probably it will not be as fast. But still, you know that uh, VR today, VR patient tools can help you probably with uh, pre-production, right? So it's not such kind of um, precision and it's not the final uh, quality and you still need uh, engines to produce like the final content. Uh, but for animatics and previews, is definitely there. VR tools can help to to be faster and more effective and agile. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, I I didn't realize you guys were working with all these, you know, massive companies and stuff. Uh, have you gotten to see any cool projects come out of this? What would you say is probably like the coolest project made with Tavori you've seen at this point?
2: So I think definitely the uh, the major public reference for us is to uh, network because it's something you can value it yourself. You can go on Steam and those are uh, three VR games, but they were nominated for Baby and Augie. I should check if they got the prize or not. Um, and uh, that was a really great uh, experience for us because people who were using TORI Uh, They mostly didn't have any 3D skills background. So those were 2D animators and uh, um, storyboard artists, 2D artists. And that was definitely the very uh, innovative and like really proved the democratization of that. We are now working with some companies uh, that are building for VR and AR, not from the entertainment and animation industry like uh, Walmart, for example. They're working on the future of retail and uh, evaluating Tori for building prototypes for that. So uh, to come up with a valuable prototype and then have the final production in Unity. So, yeah, definitely there are some great stories and animations made by indie people uh, like Jeremy Kasper. Um, Yeah, so probably those are the major ones so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. Um did I was about to derail us. Did you have anything to add, Grun, before I take a turn?
1: No, no, go ahead.
0: So you're in Russia, right?
2: Uh, we have R&D office in St. Petersburg, which is Russia, but we are uh, a U.S. Uh, legal entity and we have a small office in San Mateo. Right now, for the lockdown, we are all collocated uh, in St. Petersburg to focus on product mastering, yeah, but we spent quite some time in the U.S.
0: Yeah, no, I was just kind of curious because like a lot of our viewers are uh, U.S. or at least not Russia. So I was just kind of curious if you had like a fun cultural tidbit to share just because we, you know, are less familiar with the culture and uh, it could be kind of a a fun, interesting point. (laughs)
2: You know, so probably the only cultural thing is that sometimes we are missing some misspelling in English uh, in our UI, but I hope that we don't do that often. But if you see any uh, mistakes, please make sure to let us know. Um, Yeah, I mean, from day one, we were so much focused on the U.S. and all our customers and most of our users are in the U.S. and the U.K. So I worked for U.S. corporations for like almost... All together for many years, and that's why, yeah, probably we've m- already missed some cultural uh identity in that regard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, just because I mean, even our day right now starts at 8 p.m. and goes up to 3 a.m. at night because we oh, have wow. uh all those demos and calls with our customers and users in the US, so it's it's very mm-hmm. um, yeah,
1: wow, yeah. But as
2: soon as uh, the borders uh, open again, uh, we will be back to uh, San Mateo and we'll keep working from there.
1: Yeah. So, do do you have any uh, speaking speaking engagements like coming up? Because that's probably happening. Just yeah, just today.
2: Yeah, exactly. So today I have the pitch paddle at Augmented Wealth Expo AWE. Uh, time to go spatial. We went to the final. And tomorrow I have a talk also at AWE, the major expo for uh, VR and AR, I think, today. Uh, and the talk will be about spatial design and uh the fact that spatial apps uh, need spatial creation tools. So yeah, welcome to... to John, It's supposed to be in Santa Clara, and I supposed to speak on stage in California, but given the fact that uh, everyone is now speaking from home, I will do the same.
0: Yeah, pretty convenient. Takes down on yeah. travel time significantly. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. But
2: I'm missing actually. I'm missing these uh, gatherings to get energy from people to meet immediately. Like, uh, even though VR yeah. venues like chat or Engage really help us to network and uh, build some relations. So, um, yeah, I hope that, that one day we will still return to the normal life, meet right. people, yeah. shaking yeah. hands.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're close. We're getting closer. Yeah. Ooh. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> yeah, guess we'll see. Yeah, uh, uh, he's the resident optimist, so uh, it's good to have an uh, optimist in the team. Um, I guess just uh, kind of bringing it back to to void. Uh, what kind of features do you think uh, people can be looking forward to? What are you excited about for the next, you know, six months yeah. or whatever that? Is going to be new and exciting that people can get excited about.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm not sure how um, exciting it will sound for the uh, animators uh, because, again, today the focus is on UI UX designers for VR and AR. So, as you know, we've released this new animation timeline, and the feedback so far is pretty positive, that it's more advanced animation timeline allows you to build more uh, high fidelity animations and uh, that was the point. Uh, right now we are working on some enterprise features because we, uh, we want to build some um, good relations with big enterprises and those features would be uh, really lots of uh, capabilities, prototyping for augmented reality. Meaning simulation of the field of view for different AR devices or mobile phone or iPad, uh, as well as AR layers, so that you can really know exactly what will be uh, seen in the reduced field of view for AR devices. Uh, then it will be uh, expert to Quest, and so that you can actually play your um, your animations on Quest, like the scene itself, and uh, with that, we also will be releasing the multi-user uh, viewer. for viewer, it means that we can be, all of us, in the tourist scene uh, from different headsets, and we can play and discuss and talk uh, over this creation and discuss the scene and uh, so on. Um, it's not really the... Uh, full uh, mode of collaboration because it will be like the viewer. Um, yeah, and uh, it's absolutely clear that the future is behind the mobile standalone headsets. Today, Tori really needs the power and memory of the PC and uh, we really rely and the 4D editors, we call it, really need the power uh, of the PC, but in the uh, our long-term strategy, not really very long, we, I want to have the Tori version uh, on Quest, uh, which would allow you to do some uh, prototypes and some uh, not probably very long animations and limited number of characters, materials, and so on. But then you can ideate or animate like in the airport, if you are back to the airports or the meeting or whatever, and then uh do some additional editing uh with the 20 main version uh on the PC. So it's something we want to to kind of uh focus actually to get some presence on uh standalone headsets, mobile headsets, because those headsets are the mainstream and they're evolving uh, Boston B2B in consumer market. So this would be probably the major focus. Um, from the profession, we will be keep improving uh, the current experience with uh, animation and uh, some modeling stuff with our um, 3D brushes and uh, probably fixing some cameras and so on parameters, but not as much uh, coming in the next six months, it will be more like focus on uh, building
1: for standalone.
0: Yeah. Very cool. And yeah, the uh, multiplayer
1: sounds fun. Yeah, go ahead. The Quest quest 2 is coming out. Did you hear about that?
2: Yeah, so Quest Two is coming out. So I don't think that it will have like dramatically uh, better performance in terms of memory and so on. It, it definitely it's a great uh, evolution, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, we should be at least with I don't know. Probably it will be the first announcement of that one, and uh, probably too early. But there should be some tour light available on uh, Quest.
1: Oh, nice! Very good.
0: Yeah. Pretty cool, and yeah, I agree with the mobile points. That all makes lots of sense to us as well. Um, So I guess, so we do themes of our podcast and for this one, obviously, or not obviously, but intuitively, it's an animation theme. So obviously you uh, built Tavori around what you see, like, you know, VR's use for making animations in general, I guess what aspects of animation could you see VR being useful for that maybe Tavori doesn't hit on?
2: Um, so just to to build on that, so you mean animation for VR or uh, so many people, for example, are missing in Tavori this uh Uh, playing over mode when you can immerse yourself in the character and just uh, playing it like real time. Like performing, uh, uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of the highly demanded feature when you really can do it from the first uh, person. And actually, um, today we only have our puppet, but uh, can you imagine if you can immerse in it and just act over it? I don't know what is the best, uh, um, like, explanation for that. But, uh, like, in... Uh, f- X Mind Show, you probably remember how you could play over the characters. So, this is from animation perspective, is something people ask. Right. So, lots of people want to have uh, more precise facial animation and uh, advanced IK system. Um, but frankly, uh, it's not going to be the major focus for us uh, in the coming months uh, because uh, the way the designers and people who are building interfaces and prototype products for VR and they AR they use animation to simulate interactions and user flows meaning that uh, like it's like pushing the button and uh, something happens so it's uh, and they usually do very simple animations um uh, much simpler than like the professional animator or character animator would do in twory Uh, So I would expect that some library of pre-made animations or some interactivity kind of triggers on the timeline is something to expect, um, how we are going to push further our animation timeline. Um, But again, um, yeah, so probably no things like advanced facial animation, advanced tricks or uh, IK uh, in the next months. But given mm-hmm. you can import actually your uh, skinned mesh and we still have some IK, it's still in the experimental mode, uh, like auto rigging for imported skinned meshes, um, you can do stuff like quite uh, impressive uh, animations. Um, but uh, yeah, given the focus on not really the uh, entertainment industry right now, uh, we will be pushing animation to interactivity and uh, some, yeah. Pre-made uh, like, working cycle or whatever, so to make it even faster to simulate the user flows for the applications.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you have anything, Gruen? No, I was going to say, after this, I, I will uh, send you a note to see if we can get links to, I think it would be interesting to, to provide links under this podcast for those uh, games that were created in Tavori. The that are associated with Cartoon Network.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: I'll send you a note on that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good call. That would be
0: perfect. Um, So, yeah, this kind of brings us to the point where uh, we kind of open the floor to anything you want to, you know, if there's something we didn't cover or anything you want to shout out or plug or or anything like that. Anything you wanted to... Mentioned so
2: again, thanks for uh inviting me here. So, I do believe that it was the momentum for VR before, but right now it's really uh, uh the adoption should uh, happening faster, so probably not really uh. Starting from like virtual gatherings and uh, trainings and so on. But it's our own. It's actually the mission of all of us to evangelize uh, VR creation tools and uh, uh, building the new worlds for and beautiful content. Because also I'm sure that animation studios and animation industry will become much more serious about uh, uh, having the pre-production in VR and understanding this speed and democratization and that the team can be much more diverse if they see beautiful stories coming from VR, if they see beautiful content and really high fidelity, interesting content. So when they see that this is like getting the pace, they will start paying more attention and uh, the more talents are out there who know and familiar uh, with creation in VR, uh, the faster this momentum will happen. Uh, But I I have a strong belief that uh, in five years from now, uh, everyone will have some presence in VR, like on space, on page, uh, uh, VR website and, and domain. So, and this will be a huge demand for content creation for this new spatial media. So you're doing the great job. So we just like some patience and uh, yeah, but this podcast should help us to evangelize um the beauty of uh, spatial
1: creation. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, we just, I I think it's just, it has to get adopted by more people, obviously, but I think that's happening right now because of this. And I think some of the things that we've seen that are coming out are going to help that as well. What were you saying about uh, that the phone company that's going to put out Yeah,
0: so I was saying something about, like, packaging 5G with uh, VR, yeah, you saw that, VR headsets or whatever, and uh, I think it was like XR or something, Uh, I don't remember who it was, but, uh, yeah, packaging 5G with headsets to kind of boost the growth of both.
2: Yeah. So 5G definitely will because headsets uh, already have great resolution and pretty comfortable. And, uh, uh there is no friction, you know, to spend uh, quite some hours in VR. 5G will definitely help us to, uh, uh, to speed up the adoption. And I think so many efforts is happening in 5G for VR, Verizon and all other companies. So yeah, it will definitely happen. I think pretty soon and this will be a great push for the industry
0: absolutely I agree well thank you very much for joining us and coming on it's been great
2: thank you I enjoy thank you very much
0: we're back just the two of us how's it going we're I'm still here we are still here
1: Uh, yeah that that was was exciting Um, Yeah, yeah. I I use Tavori all the time, so it was it was great to have a conversation with her.
0: Yeah, good to see the behind the scenes bit. I didn't realize she was the CEO, so we're bringing all the big names in. Although I guess we're the CEO and what CEO of this, so. Have, yeah. They're getting to meet the big names of us. So that's drop right. Drop the
1: mic. It's Absolutely. only CEOs are allowed on this meteor right here.
0: <laughs> well, then get booted. You're a COO. Oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That'd be an awkward rest of the podcast. Yeah. Just, yeah pretty unfortunate or
1: if if we do have somebody on that's not a ceo that's going to be awkward that's true
0: they can all be honorary ceos in our hearts and minds should we yeah. uh, bring it back to animation a bit we can yeah. move on to that whole first part second part business that i guess you're mildly fond of
1: yeah Mildly, but for for me, the the big thing about the animation is that somebody like NBC or Cartoon Network is going to hopefully at some point when there's enough when they they see that there's enough interest that and and hopefully they will jump on board early because it's it is the early bird that gets it, but you know they should get a foothold now and start Mm -hmm. getting people like us to to do content and have some cartoons and things people can watch on their platform so that they're ready for the burst. But so there's that. And then the other thing to me is what we are going to do, and we do want to put together, and we have talked about a longer animation which is still considered a short but an animation that would be 15 minutes or you know somewhere in the 12 to 15 minute range potentially and that is i think what we're pushing towards with all the different experiments that we've done and then we can put that into the film festivals
0: right and by this of course we mean like you know we've even that uh quarantine department skit was like. 10 or 11 minutes or something, but what we mean by what Gruen's saying is making you a really high-quality thing that's not just like, you know, our weekend posts are good and fun. That's why we do them. If we thought they were terrible, we wouldn't bother anyone with them, right? But uh, for this, just like the next level up, (laughs) we just have like a pile of poo just steaming and just like leave it there for 15 minutes. Somebody (laughs) would watch that.
1: Somebody That's would true. love that, that. Probably is
0: yeah. true. One, our audience of one would be <laughs> riveted, super happy. But, yeah. Right. But for the rest of you that like really high quality stuff, you know, we are looking to make something, you know, movie like which in VR is, you know, somewhere in the you know, I guess movie in VR is like 20 minutes and shorts 12 to 15. Not really sure how this works yet, but you know, it's still... For how long it's been out, it still is kind of a nascent industry. So, yeah, yeah. something to look forward to. So, yeah. we've got that kind That's, of in the works.
1: We've made a lot of progress and we are going to make more progress. I know that. Yeah, exactly. And
0: going back to your NBC point and going off what inga was saying, I definitely agree that, you know, the tools are still early on. So, it's, like, you know, you couldn't quite get the really, really professional quality yet, but being able to work in everything immersively and whatnot, it really is a huge time saver. And so once the tools get good, if these are what you're used to, you're going to be sitting pretty. And I do, one of the things I actually really like about Jafori is their export process is like you wouldn't think this is such a big thing but it you know it's kind of lacking in most other places but Tavori's exports are pretty good it sounds like a Tavori oh, yeah. ad but well we brought her on so we may as well talk yeah. about their software and you know it's not perfect for sure but there are some nice things about it and that's one of the things i really like um so yeah yep anything you wanted Agreed. to touch on other than that,
1: no, no. I just like having a a new friend in Saint Peterb- Petersburg and somebody in the uh, animation software industry. So yeah. we are now friends officially.
0: That's true. VR
1: chat friends. Oh, perfect well, I also, wasn't going to give away the. That's what I was talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've blown your secret haha We're, all right yeah. now to ruin first part second part as well you ready Ooh! so so okay. this would just be um i think it'd be cartoon the, names yeah a name of a okay perfect cartoon name yep sounds good
1: like for the 12 to 15 minutes short this is the name of our yep. the title of our cartoon Okay, first part. Okay, go.
0: The idiot... Summer. The idiot summer. Is that like a summer of idiots where just like... Yeah. Everyone becomes... Everyone loses like 30 IQ points and then see how the world functions or something?
1: Yeah, it's just... It could be just a montage of somebody diving into a pool that has no water and... <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, somebody, somebody trying to ride a shark in the ocean.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you saying about trying to ride sharks? Hey.
1: <laughs> it's summer.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> that actually would I'm be ready. probably pretty entertaining. If, like, all the clips are, you know, pretty short. Just you see someone riding a shark and then someone else. Especially if you can um, connect all of them so it's all fluid. It's not just, like, clip, clip clip although clips would be good too i guess either way is great so i love it there's one i love how you just
1: worked through that yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just did the editing process right there i like it perfect it's ready to ship idiot summer coming to you this idiot summer second part Potato that couldn't. The potato that couldn't. I'm in a very I...
0: negative first, part second part mood. I guess. I you don't like it? <laughs> I love it.
1: The potato. Okay, that tell couldn't. me about it. Okay, tell well,
0: me. I think. <laughs> I, I, okay, I got it, it. Yeah. The intuitive. Okay, go for it. Because mine's
1: too. No, go like, ahead. No. All
0: right, I'll, I'll start because mine's kind of lame. Um, because. As, you know, it's an obvious parody of the little engine that could. And so it's, I, I guess, if you know from the title that he couldn't, maybe, it would be the, just the same buildup. Maybe he uh, is trying to, you know, grow in the yard or something, and he just, like, gets moldy and flattens out, and, or, like, if he's more of a sentient potato he's like trying to you know pass a test and he sets a record for the lowest grade ever or something Yeah, just a catat- or a catastrophic failure you know yeah something not very good mine's not exciting what's yours
1: well it's a what you said made me think of this so this is i'm just stealing from you and working on that because it is like okay he's going to ride a bike so you've got a potato sitting on a bike seat but then the pota- the potato is just on the ground and the bike's on the ground obviously he can't ride a bike mm-hmm. right so you just have him doing all these trying these different things that he just can't do there's yeah, nothing a potato can do so it's just yeah, sitting like there it. trying to trying to make a knit a sweater it's just sitting there and the yarn is just sitting there
0: that I, we actually do should think this no, we yeah, should absolutely make this. And, and yeah. uh, one of the things we need to do is have the potato sitting at a computer, and um, someone on the team is raging at him, like, "What are you, a potato?" And he's like, "How did you know?" <laughs> he's just sitting there, <laughs> not doing. I can't anything.
1: do anything. And all right, so well, yeah, if you could make, if we could make the mouth look like your donut mouth. And then, just after every scene of things he can't do, he just is like, "Aww, Aww. He's just, I can't." Yeah,
0: I think, I think this is going to happen, but it's kind of ruining the animation uh, part of the theme here because it's going to be mostly not animated. I'll probably animate a mouth onto it though, so it's <laughs> partial credit. But I'm absolutely <laughs> making this. This is happening.
1: Okay, okay, I like it.
0: The potato that couldn't. Allow- love it so much this is kind of going back to you know maybe it's the audience of one and i'm the audience for that one everyone else is like why just why would you yeah. do this but everyone liked it no. or not everyone but a lot of people like what did i just watch and uh so some people are on the crazy train Ozzy would yeah, be proud. there's,
1: the, there's going to be a few people that really really like that strong right. strong audience of three Okay, I'm ready. Exactly. I've got a second part.
0: Woo! <laughs> hmm. All right. Evil ninja
1: sorcerer. Force. I like it. You you did a very long first part. I did. You did I, I really got excited. <laughs> <laughs> But I have no idea toad. what that would be about.
0: Evil ninja sorcerer force. It's a right. squad of evil ninja sorcerers.
1: I know. <laughs> I was kidding. You, so I didn't hear the, the slash s title. in your voice. <laughs> yes. So, do you want to tell us about this cartoon? Well,
0: I mean. I, I think the vibe of today's uh things are, well, not to say that we're dudding out or anything here did out, but like the, the other ideas in first or second part, all they're all just falling short. So you don't want the evil ninja sorcerers crushing it or it would just be like they're in the shadows doing bad things and you're not really like seeing anything. So they have to be just horrible at it so that it's uh-huh. you know entertaining and you get to see them ever because otherwise, you know, It'll just be mission accomplished. Did you do anything? I don't know.
1: Okay, so my idea is (laughs) (laughs) uh, you have your montage of these horrible things that have happened Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the idiot summer. And (laughs) see, this could be like this the part two of idiot summer. So the guy jumps into the pool that has no water and the guy is riding a shark, right? And there's some some eating that happens from the shark's perspective. Anyway, then you go back and you look at each of those scenes and you stop and freeze it and you see the ninja. Because you never see ninjas, right? You're not supposed to see them. But you freeze on each scene and you see the ninja emptying the pool. Yeah. So it could be Goodness. like a behind the scenes of idiot summer.
0: Uh, well then but, it makes you wonder were they really idiots? It really kind of throws a wrench into things. <laughs> Maybe it's a thinker. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. But the real <laughs> winner was no. the potato.
0: Yeah. That's barely animated, but it is I'm excited about it. That's a yeah. great one. Um coming this september probably
1: no so, this okay. idiot summer coming this idiot <laughs> summer maybe isn't that how they advertise all movies okay coming
0: this summer released november 13th that's not this summer all right um well shall we wrap Take up? us
1: away wrap, wrap away wrap. Oh, that's my move. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ah, All right. (laughs) So that does it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, people of the internet. Uh, Do that whole subscribe thing so you can see more of us, hear more of us. Our stuff's free, so there's really no reason not to. And yeah, catch you on the next one.
1: Later. (laughs) Potato. <laughs>